Hello, Kryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. Today's host is going to be Cryptolissa, and today's guest speaker is going to be Kryptonaut Mike. There you go. Let me click on that. There's Cryptolissa. There she is, ready on standby. But before we get started, let me go ahead and plug in this disclaimer. This content is for entertainment purposes only. Any comments made by the host or guest is not financial advice. With that said, Cryptolissa, it's all yours. Thank you, John, so much for the intro and our plug. Um, so our second guest is Mike. Um, and Mike, I want to start out with an icebreaker to make things fun for us. What is your favorite food? Ooh, probably beef stroganoff. And also pretty stoked to be here. I just heard the interview with you and Jake. Got me all amped up. <laughs> so why beef stroganoff? That's very, very interesting. Oh, have you ever had homemade beef stroganoff? No, I'm not a beef stroganoff type of person. Yeah, I, I'm not a beef stroganoff like restaurant kind of person. But when someone's making your meal not for profit, Oh, man, it's the best blend of pasta and meat. Is it just, is it made with love? Is that why? Whereas in a restaurant setting, it's just pushing it out? Uh, more or less. You know, you got to use those good ingredients, you know. Primus <laughs> cut meat you can get at the grocery store. Interesting. So... Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, uh, my name is Mike, and I've been doing podcasts with John for a little while now. Super fun. Uh, lover of crypto, and it's pretty much all that's popping to mind. Happy to be here. So, um, what do, did you do before you started doing podcasts with John? Uh, I actually worked in the, or I still work in the agricultural industry. Can you expand a little, or is that all you want to say? Yeah, uh, I make uh, farm equipment for hydroponics, like pretty much indoor grows. I've also done outdoor projects, but I am so bad at fighting Mother Nature. Like I need four <laughs> walls and a roof in order to get the crop all the way through. That's pretty much it. Um, about three years ago, I started, found a love for software. And I also make apps for agricultural crops stuff too. That sounds interesting. Yeah. So would you call yourself a coder? Uh, by hobby. By I, I hobby. I would like, yeah, I would need four years of school. For four years is like, you know, set aside life and all the responsibilities of life and then just devote like a four years worth of schooling to it in order to consider myself a coder. So what got you into crypto? Actually, it was Ravencoin. Uh, before crypto, I didn't really like the Internet. You know, I was made aware at a young age that we don't own anything on the Internet. 
everything is owned by a company and at you know their snap of a finger or press of a button you can lose your information and that everything was a copy of a copy so it didn't i don't know it just didn't feel like worth stepping out of the real world for or the physical world for i'm a big fan of scarcity and that was a world of infinite and censorship then ravencoin comes along and it's like oh here's some digital real estate you can own this it's secured by the people it can do certain things no one can take it from you i was like oh it's amazing my first real understanding of ravencoin was that it's like a public ledger that's a file cabinet and you get your own file cabinet and you can put whatever names you want to organize that file cabinet and your stuff in the cabinet secure so would you say ravencoin is your favorite crypto mm, i don't i don't necessarily have one favorite but it's it's the one i enjoy it's the one i use the most bitcoin's probably my favorite just cuz it's the og does it have anything to do with the price or just because it's the OG? Oh man, I would kill for Bitcoin to be 10 grand so I can just buy as much as possible. So I, you know, as the price goes up, I don't I don't really care because I still have the same number of Bitcoin. I still have the same, you know, percentage of the total supply. All that means is that when I go to buy more, now it's costing me more fiat, which sucks. So I'm a big fan of low bitcoin as long as possible. Interesting. Most people would say that they're a big fan of bitcoin hitting 100,000, which do you think that's obtainable? Oh, it's inevitable the way the federal government treats a dollar because you got to remember it's like what is, you know, you're comparing bitcoin to USD. So do you think that, you know, the government's going to make USD more scarce in the coming years? Or do you think they're going to make more? I don't know. High high Bitcoin is great and all because it means good things for the world, but you got to have destruction to have creation. And you know, when Bitcoin's a million dollars, a lot of people in the world who are stuck holding USD and no Bitcoin are going to be pretty screwed. And that's like not you know something I I look forward to. It kind of reminds me of that movie The Big Short, you know when those two hedge fund guys just made the deal in Vegas and they're with I think it's Brad Pitt and they're celebrating he's like, "Hey, like if you're right, it's going to be just awful things in the world, fire and brimstone, people will die." So like I've never been all excited about Bitcoin going crazy high. So What is your history with Ravencoin? Uh since started, they're kind of the first ones. Yeah, I actually started mining it on Valentine's Day 2018. I think that's when it came out. I learned about it with a friend from the YouTuber Bitsby Trippin. And it just seemed so cool. It was like something I always wanted but never knew I wanted. interesting so as far as um ipfs or um interplanetary file system um do you like that aspect oh Since that's, it's that's so one of my favorite parts that's that's the thing about it you can't the the file cabinet i was talking about all the files that are in it 
those are the IPFS files. That's where it's keeping it. It's keeping that root file, that table of contents for the data. So you don't need to worry about the table of contents anymore. So let me ask you this question. Do you like Ravencoin as um, just a cryptocurrency or do you like it as a cryptocurrency slash um, place for NFTs? Uh, I think NFTs are just a feature. I like it because I can talk to any average person about it who has a GPU. They can turn on their computer, mine it, you know, when their computer is usually idle, make Ravencoin and then use that for the protocol to make themselves an asset. And then what they do the asset or with the asset is pretty much limitless as far as what can be done online. So I, I support all types of work on Ravencoin assets, whether it be NFTs, communication tokens, vote tokens, whatever. I'm stoked on all of it. Do you think Ravencoin is an answer to several problems? And if so, what problems do you think it could solve? Uh, I mean, it could be an answer to several problems. Some, some it already is. It's a publicly secured ledger for assets that can be traded or things that can be traded and metadata to go with it. So in that way, they've already solved the problem and it's already working. It's just maybe, you know, out of the seven plus billion people in the world, I'd say less than 50,000 people are actively using assets or have any experience using assets. And that needs to get up into the millions and tens of millions before it makes a real difference. So how do you think that you can get Ravencoin into the hands of other people since it's a decentralized coin? Just talking about it mainly. You know, get some wallets cheap, they make great gifts. You know, if you buy $10 worth of a crypto and it doesn't mean that much and then it goes up in value 10 times and now you're sitting on $100 of crypto, well, you could give $10 of crypto to each person and only really cost you a dollar. So that's, you know, it's get it while it's cheap so you can evangelize by giving it away. That's the best way to be, get someone interested. You got to put it in their hands or in their ownership. And they're like, okay, now I actually have this. What can I do with this? That's true. Very true. I never thought about it from that perspective, giving it as gifts. So going back to, um, obviously you work in agriculture. Is your business on blockchain? Working on it. Um, we had a couple of betas earlier this year and last year, and it uses IPFS. Uh, once we got the, once we got it all figured out and it's packaged nicely, then we'll throw it on Raven assets and it'll come with the, uh, the product order. Kind of as a so, digital receipt that also shows the entire history of the crop from seed to finish. That's pretty cool. So like, um, do you think you could do other things in agriculture on Ravencoin? Um, I mean, the, the simplest is just inventory tracking and certificates of authenticity. But, you know, there's a lot that could be done with futures contracts. As of right now, there's no real
national network for future contracts on crops. Like I would love to buy, you know, uh, feel the strawberries three years from now. But at this point, the barrier to entry is ridiculous. And the barrier to entry also for the strawberry growers is ridiculous. So on both ends, it's very difficult. So Ravencoin can definitely be a bridge for that. That's interesting. So I've asked you about your favorite crypto. What is your least favorite crypto? My least favorite cryptos are everything that's closed source. Because when someone says crypto, what they're really, you know, they're just using that short thing to say cryptographically secured blockchain on a public ledger. And if it doesn't fit those, especially, uh, especially public ledger, then I, I hate them. Like it's just, they're, they're frauds. If it's a closed source program that isn't, you know, distributed amongst the people and fair, it's just, I don't know. I don't consider it a crypto, but if there's just one coin, that's like the worst in my opinion, that's just awful that I, I don't even dislike because it's like just why they're so bad would probably be XRP. Why is that? Because the whole point of crypto, in my opinion, it started with Bitcoin. It's money of the people, not money of centralized bankers that just exists to get people rich. It's just a world currency. So to go from that to XRP, it's just, it's a way for people to make money. And I don't think the point of crypto is to make money. I think it's to build better, fair systems. So better, fair systems. How would you, how do you feel about Ethereum and gas fees considering it's so much to send so much? Yeah, that, that's a tough one. It's that that is pretty terrible, but that is kind of the nature of the beast. And there have been a lot of bad developer decisions that have made it that way. The you know the the dark truth that no one who likes Ethereum cares to admit is Ethereum is great if you got into it and if you bought a bunch for like a couple hundred bucks or less. Like are, the gas fees aren't bad now if you bought an Ethereum for five dollars and sat on it for several years. Now you don't care. I mean, to you, in your head, your gas fee is just a fraction of $5, not a fraction of $4,000. And it, it really has reached the point where it's for people who already discovered it, and it's for people who have a lot of USD now, who are financially well off, who they don't care that they're buying it you know, for four grand because they can throw, throw around and waste that kind of money on a speculative investment on something, you know, five years from now. So do you think crypto will skyrocket in the next five, 10 years? Or do you think we're kind of stagnant? Well, skyrocket in user adoption or skyrocket I... because, you know, USD is just burning so fast that the bar is getting lower and lower below ground. I mean, up to you. You can answer both. 
Uh, I mean, I don't think you can stop it. I think there's going to be a huge increase in the price of Bitcoin when really reputable investigators and journalists get together who aren't necessarily in the crypto space and they put a figure on how many Bitcoin are truly lost and removed from the circulating supply. Because I got a feeling like, you know, people who are Bitcoin maximalists are like, it's only 21 million. That's amazing. There's only 21 million. But in reality, there's probably closer to like 16 million that's ever going to exist and be used in the future and the decades to come at most. So going back to kind of Bitcoin, Ravencoin. So obviously Ravencoin is a fork of Bitcoin. Um, what other projects have you done on Ravencoin? Um, nothing really special. I, I like to play with assets a lot. Just make fun things, send them out. Made a few NFTs. I like to make meme NFTs. So do you think, so have you bought any NFTs? Yeah. And if so, which are your favorite? I, I have, I bought in a bunch. I think I started early 2018. Um, <laughs> my favorite ones are the ones that aren't expensive to transfer for sure. Um, but of that, ones that have real utility. My favorite ones are the ones that I can bring to friends and family along the holidays, you know, say here, here's a Ravencoin wallet, download it, and then circle back with them an hour or so later at the gathering and just start dumping assets in their wallet. And they can open it up and they can see the true utility of it. So do you think digital art is true utility or no? It's just art. I mean, art is art. The, the thing I like about it is it's art where you can know for sure who made it. You know, when you buy X NFT off Ravencoin, you know you're buying it originally from the person who owns that, that admin asset. And if you know for sure the person who owns that admin asset, then you know you're getting a genuine quality thing. And that peace of mind is amazing. Where, what is next for Ravencoin, do you think? Um, there's a halvening in a few days now. And then after that, hopefully a fork is coming out. Do you know exactly when the halvening is for Ravencoin for viewers, viewers out yeah. there? It, it, depending on where you're at on the globe, it is January 11th. And you can check that out at ravencoin.org slash havening. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, what are your plan? What are your plans slash what do you see in the future for 2022? Um, try not to look too far in the future. But uh, just keep keep moving forward, I guess. Balance with, with crypto? Oh, with crypto? Yeah, I hope to spend, you know, the same amount of time I spent this last year or less. 
Why or less? Well, you know, I like to find more hobbies and do more things. Wouldn't be a lot, but, you know, I like to put in the same amount of energy. Do you think crypto is going to be easier over time to get widespread adoption? Oh, for sure. All people have to do is just wake up to how bad government-backed currencies are. Once, like, everyone openly gets on board and be like, yeah, this is trash, then it'll, there'll be no stopping it. Do you think Ravencoin can fix some voting systems? Oh, for sure. It's to be secured on a public ledger and to be able to track voting, that, that's a pretty big deal. That's very underrated. And you can't say that for a lot of voting systems. I I tend to agree with that because it's public ledger. Um, yeah. I the easiest way having... I... Oh, go ahead. Let's say the easiest way I see it working in the future is, you know, you go to your local city hall or whatever and you open your wallet to someone working there and every year they deposit X number of yes and no votes and then they'll post publicly addresses and what the vote's for and it'll just let the citizens of that area send yes or no. That way you could vote on your couch and see that it's going to where it needs to go. I think that is a major thing that should be implemented that I hope comes to fruition here shortly because I would love public ledger on a lot of things. Agreed. Not. C3 Media is actually doing a vote on Ravencoin. It's a happening sticker contest. And you can find more information on the C3 Media Twitter account and in the Discord. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, so pretty much you just give us your mailing address and or Ravencoin wallet, and we'll send you a vote token and a bunch of stickers. And you stick the sticker wherever you want, take a picture of it, send us back the picture, and we're going to post it online and let people vote on which one's their favorite. And the winner is going to get a prize. What is the prize? Have you figured out the prize? I have not, but it'll be a fun prize. I'm sure for people in the Ravencoin community, an NFT or more Ravencoin would suffice. Oh, definitely for sure that. Um, some more stickers, maybe a shirt, and definitely some NFTs. For sure more than one. Out of cryptocurrencies that you've worked with or learned about what stands out with Ravencoin? Um, it's what you talked about in the future that is like just so simple to use that everyone can use. Ravencoin's pretty much that. If you have zero coding experience, which I did when I jumped in, Ravencoin is a really easy transition to keep growing 
and learning how to write code and understand code and how things work. It's like if there was a live network, a tutorial for dummies on software and crypto, Ravencoin's the one. It's just, it's so stupid easy. So you think anybody can go in and do it? I mean, not anybody, but most people. If if you have, you know, programming or coding experience and zero experience to crypto, it's super simple. If you have no experience and it's kind of intimidating, but you want to jump in head first, it's pretty great for that too. I I tend to agree because I am heavy on the Ravencoin community itself. Um, that's kind of what drew me in. And uh, I'm like you, I have zero coding experience. Um, I'm going to ask probably one more question and I'm going to see what you say. I forgot to ask Jake this question. Um, do you think that blockchain needs more women? I don't think it needs anything. It's just software. But I do, I think it's it's not that it needs more women. I think there's just a stigma that it's too hard to attain and very few people have broken it in general. It, it needs more people, it needs more men, it needs way more women. But I feel like there's an intimidating factor and a non-sexy factor of coding that just exists. And that in itself is kind of like a barrier to entry because it's like not that interesting. You know, not many people find finance sexy, you know, and the ones that do are, are usually men like working in it and understanding it. But, you know, when you take a step back and like, oh, finance is day-to-day -day life. Day-to-day -day life is, you know, that's something that a lot more women I think can get on board with than something that's like, they're more or less detached from, or just coding in general. Well, with that being said, I think that's all the questions I have for you. Um, I look forward to being on podcast with you. Um, I know I haven't been on, this is my first time actually uh, meeting and talking to you. So, um, I look forward to doing podcasts with you in the future. And um, did you like this experience? Yeah, this was a blast. Well, okay. Thank you for the feedback. And I'm going to send it back over to you, John. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, good to listen. Another awesome one. There you go. You locked it in. That, that was it, man. Mike, thanks for being our guest speaker. Uh, Mike, yeah. if you happen to have uh, like a thousand Ravencoin just sitting around, I uh, do have a special talent of making some uh, John's uh, homemade beef stroganoff, if you're interested. I am interested. <laughs> I, uh, my, I was like kind of interested, and then you just said my like trigger word. And I feel like my ears perked my head up even higher. <laughs> there was, there was a we'll little talk nugget. more about it. There was a little nugget you threw, you threw out there that uh, Lisa didn't catch. But I'm going to bring this up to you. You did actually say that there's, there's a possibility of a fork during the halving. Why did you bring that up? 
Oops. No, I just saying that's what's coming up next year. Hopefully, is the fork, which um, it makes Raven more flexible in the short version. Um, so the TLDR is Raven coins a fork of Bitcoin. Everyone likes to say that, but the full disclaimer is Raven coin is a fork of Bitcoin at this specific date in Bitcoin code development. And because of that, it doesn't have things that came after in Bitcoin development, some, and some things aren't, uh, let's say tweaked and made for assets. So those fixes are coming in and it's gonna make Ravencoin a lot more versatile. Mm, okay, I thought you were talking about, I, I thought you were gonna bring up P2SH. Yeah, that's what P2SH would be. Oh, okay. It makes it makes assets more uh, in line with Ravencoin in general because mm. they're two different things, and the code is written in certain ways that they are two different things, even though should, they should be the same thing in that one way, which is multi-sig you know, addresses. You know, I've been following yeah. the developers for a while on on, on making this happen, and. Uh, <laughs> It's not easy, man. They're grinding out so much code, tinkering with so much stuff. When they when this happens, it's it's a, it's a godsend from these guys. These they're doing amazing work. They're testing out all the bugs. It's it's, oh, still, yeah. it's still not perfect. It's still not ready, but it, it's getting so much closer, man. On a day to day basis, these guys are not. They're they're investing so many hours a day just doing this. And this is all voluntary, by the way. This is what I guess the right. community doesn't really understand is that. These are people that are not paid by a corporate entity, or there's no uh, there's no coin uh, fund funding that is given to developers. These are just people that want to see this project succeed, so they're willing to come in and give their own their own. There time are some bounties. There yeah. are some bounties. Yeah, there's some. But they're very they're very low. Mm. You know, they're not not something you could pay the rent on. Mm. The amount of work that goes into it. Right, right, right. At least not in the state we live in. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, uh, but yeah. You did mention um, that you have a bunch of NFTs and and you you do purchase some. What is your favorite uh, wallet for Ravencoin that you use or you would recommend? Oh, the QT wallet for sure. QT being number one, huh? All right, the QT, QT is the core number wallet. Number one. Yeah. Yep, that's the OG. That's the strongest. That's the whole chain. That's there's the least amount of middlemen between you and communicating and working with the chain. Okay, now for somebody that doesn't want to download the entire chain, what's what's a good light client? I don't think there's anything out there so far that I could recommend. There's okay. stuff in development and there's a lot of development going on. Mm -hmm. Actually, as far as Ravencoin development goes, like people, a lot of people don't realize the first like six to seven and a half months of the year, there was minimal development but in the past, you know, three to four months, there's been just an insane amount. Mm -hmm. I can't even keep up with all of it. Oh, yeah, there's so it's much projects crazy. going on. It's crazy. Yeah, you're right, man. You're right. I, I had to turn off the alerts for the two mobile wallets that are being worked on. But I look every once in a while and like, I just I don't have the hours in the day to go over everything they're doing because it's a lot. There's just so much. Mm hmm. All right. Well, let's get ready to wrap this up. Uh, with that said, let me Wait. go ahead. No, I just want to say thanks for having me on Crypto Lissa. It was great. Love the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for being on and being my victim, second victim or sorry, uh, Contender. volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> Vol 
Total volunteer. <laughs> All right. With that said, Kryptonauts. Let's go ahead and pull this up. Where are we at? There it is. All right. Remember, if you appreciate this content that we provided to you today, make sure you give us a thumbs up, hit that subscribe button, and make sure you leave some comments because I love those comments. And, of course, share, share, share. Okay, you can definitely check us out on YouTube, uh, Discord. We're on Anchor on a bunch of different uh, podcast platforms. Um, Twitter spaces, man. We're always on Twitter spaces. CryptoList is there all the time. I see Mike uh, pop in from time to time. I'm there all the time. You guys can find me everywhere. I'm everywhere, man. Day and night. Of course, we do have a crypto tree, which has all of our uh, links here. You can see that right here on the screen. Let me double check that. Oops, no, you can't. Uh-oh, what happened? Give me a second here. All right, there we go. There's our crypto tree. You can donate here with Bitcoin, Ethereum, BNB, uh, Raven. Uh, let's see. It's not working. There we go. Raven, uh, Bat, Litecoin, Flux, Monero, USDC, GUSD, Dai, Dogecoin, SNX, uh, Cake, Cell, Stellar, and Matic. And of course, there's some more links down here to our YouTube channel, Discord channel, Twitter channel, our Patreon, and of course, our website. With that said, Cryptonauts. I'll let you close us out. Cryptolissa, go ahead. Sex, sex, and huddle. Adios. Adios.